All right, welcome back to Friends by Film. I'm one of the hosts here, Dana Polidoro. And I'm Tyler. And uh, thanks for watching last episode, our premiere episode of Friends by Film, the Jedi review and discussion. Today we're talking about The Mandalorian Season 2 episode, I guess it's 6, right? Or is, what's, the, what's the total score, 13? Uh, I think this is episode 6 of this season. Of this so, season, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the so tragedy. We're, at, we're episode 14 right now. 14. The, 14 yeah, total. Series. Yeah, this is the tragedy. And what are your direct, thoughts on that title, man, when you the, saw that uh, on the screen? I thought it was a bit on the nose. Okay. Um, it's directed by Robert Rodriguez, who is coming, you know, I think this might be, he's done the, uh, oh, what's that series he does with the, with the vampires? He did the, wasn't that a TV show? It was a Tarantino movie that oh, Tarantino. Oh, from Dawn? Yeah, yeah, that became a TV show on Sci-Fi. So I think this might be, but he hasn't done a whole lot of TV. Um, so this is this is a cool episode. I thought um, I'm just gonna say right out of, right out of the gate, I gave it 8.5 out of 10. Okay, man, we're roughly around the same. Uh, we're roughly around the same. You know, when I do these rating systems, it could be flexible depending on if I rewatch it again, how I'm feeling, but. Uh, initially, I gave it a seven out of ten, and uh, we can go into how I how I came to that. Yeah, but then yeah, yeah. After at my at my 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 full afterthoughts, I'm I'm roughly around an eight eight out of ten. I was actually a a ten out of ten, and then on rewatches, it's gone down for me. Okay, cool. cool. So I found that interesting. To hear your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, yeah. So, so we let's started talk about what the episode was about. Yeah, let's we start out with Din, who's enjoying the whole like Grogu, you know, the, the give and take. And I knew Grogu was going to be in trouble or something's going to happen, not only because of the title, but because I think he goes, you're a very special kid. He starts really warming up, getting emotional with Grogu. So it's like, you know, things are going to go go badly mm-hmm. very soon. Yeah. What we didn't, you and I, I think we both, we didn't really see us going to typhon this quickly no and that's that's you know that was something that uh upon a, a rewatch i actually appreciated the fact that we just got straight to it because a lot of what we've been seeing in the series is like side quests right you know to to our destination and so one of the things about this episode that i really appreciated was just like we're getting cut to the chase we're, we're going to typhon the whole episode's like that yeah you know no, there's the no pacing, there's yeah. really no lag um let's see so how how did you feel about the actual like the sitting stone that area what did you make of that set was that what did you expected dude that was definitely not what i expected Either. i kind of wondered if they shot that on like a. and this is nothing against them but I, at one point in time i was having a conversation with my brothers and it, and it kind of like i was it, and we can get into this later but in terms of that actual like setting stone aspect um, it definitely did. I was like, okay, I was not expecting like broad daylight, you know, something that was kind of reminiscent of, I would, I thought to myself, it was probably shot in like some sort of like back area of California. Like I can imagine like a big studio lot and they're like, all right, we're going to section off part of the, the mountaintop here in, or this area. And we're going to shoot, you know, this sequence. Yeah. Um, it could have been in like one of those uh, trails in Burbank or something. Too. there you go yeah no seriously so uh but um i definitely did like the openness of, of the space um yeah aside from that i um 
I, would ha I had different expectations. I thought we were going to actually enter some sort of like enclosed temple area. Me too. Yeah. And, and I, I was kind of thinking we were going to have uh, like, like trials. Like for instance, like thinking a la Last Crusade, you know, where Indiana Jones and, and Grogu, or no, no, Jin Jaren and Grogu would be emulating something like the Last Crusade where there's like different trials. Because I was like, damn, this temple or this area is just super open. Anybody can just access it. So part of me was just kind of like, okay, there's really no challenges. So honestly, yeah, just straight to the cut. Like we're, we're getting the kid on the stone. Like, and you've got, yeah, like you've that. got that pacing again where, okay, I can't land here. We're going to do it the windows down. And they're cut to right jetpack flying up there. Mm -hmm. They wasted no time. No time at all, man. And then we get uh, Slave One coming out of there, coming out of the sky. Totally did not expect that at all, man. You know, I had a feeling with the recap, maybe. I don't know if you watched. I mean, I guess you, how could you miss that part of the recap? But that, that figure that showed up at the end of season one, one of the episodes. Yeah, that was that particular episode. I can't remember chronologically where that was in last season. I think it was episode five when they returned to Tatooine. Yeah, um, that was definitely probably like the weakest episode in the entire mm -hmm. season for me. And I still think that is probably still the weakest episode. I wasn't a big fan of. Uh, I agree. Wasn't I'm that still not a the... big fan of Fennec, uh, her character? Um, uh, you know, there's that scene, you know, uh, where you know she's, un you know, she basically kind of pulls out the door, and we see like alita battle yeah. angel enters, fennec, you know, uh, like, fennec so, 2.0 yeah exactly um but uh but yeah we see slave one man and, and you're right you know um when we saw that recap i was like okay interesting um, i'm curious to see how this is going to be you know implemented and reconciled in this episode and granted you know yeah we see slave one and were you excited were you kind of like uh, what were your feelings when you saw slave one well, I knew it wasn't a threat. I don't. I knew that he wasn't after uh, the child or Grogu. I knew. I was thinking of, of course, the armor. You know, Mando has the armor. Uh, in, in the Razor Crest. So, that's probably why he's here. I didn't see the team up coming actually, even though it was in the recap. I didn't really see her being there too. Yeah. So no, I, I, I don't. I, I, I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't know Boba Fett was like a medic. <laughs> oh, oh, oh you said a, oh, oh a medic yeah like you know i didn't know he was capable of repair and whatnot maybe yeah. he knew somebody or i don't know well i think after you uh you know undergo uh something as probably i would suggest highly traumatic like being ingested in the sarlacc pit uh i think you'd probably know a thing or two about uh patching oneself up so true. i'm sure that's he's true. probably acquired some medic skills that's true and then we get into like the video game the the waves of stormtroopers Yes, we, we got into, uh, what do they call that? Waves of Stormtroopers, yeah. which, um, it, uh, yeah, no, I, I was just thinking to myself, and I was having a conversation with my brother, you know, like, and I guess we can get into the, the aspect of the narrative in terms of, like, why didn't they, why did they just do that? I mean, like, why didn't they just get, like, the Dark Troopers and all that stuff immediately? But I don't know. That, was those, the point? that yeah. sequence was okay. Um, I did, one of the things I definitely thought was very, uh for lack of better terms, cringy at times was, I you know, they wanted to obviously highlight the badassery of Boba Fett, right? So whatever that weapon was, where he was just knocking those stormtroopers down, I think it was a bit gratuitous in the sense that if, if we go back to the episode, if you really watch it, like, 
you have these low angles, right? And you have this shaky cam, but then also you're like slowing down, you know, you know, the, 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 the action. And it's almost as if, you know, Bubba Fett is like posing. He like knocks one out and it's cool to see like the armor chip and all that stuff. But he's like, yeah, you know, it just kind of felt like I was like, ooh, that's a little bit gratuitous, cheesy. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it was more of like, hey, Boba Fett's back. It's like mm-hmm. fan service. Um, and this is the most badass we've seen him ever. I mean, I haven't, you know. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'll get to it later, but, uh, you know, he was kind of weak in Jedi, in Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. I mean, he yeah, he totally got, you know, owned. But I think there might have been a reason for that. And that might be in this episode. So he's smashing, he yeah, I like that he was smashing the helmets, though. That was kind of cool. That was cool. And, and the fact that, you know, uh, the camera lingers on one of the stormtroopers and we see, like, you know, it just, like, its helmet crumbled. I was like, that's cool. I, I definitely, I, I want to see that. Now, when he's, like, spearing people, going, ah! Like, yeah. I was kind of expecting, are we going to see him pull up with a little bit of blood? But, I mean, it is Star Wars, and so they haven't gone that route yet that I can recall. Just Force Awakens. That's all I came. Yeah, that when they had the when Finn had it across his helmet. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what what are your thoughts on uh, the uh, the aspect of Grogu when he's like, you know, Namasteing on the Seeing Rock, and we have this kind of well, my one of my brothers mentioned like Tesseract, uh, kind of you know, blue. It's like a portal you know, type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think I think it's it lasted a long time, so somebody has to see the signal. Oh, I honestly think to myself that he probably did connect with somebody. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he was in there for a long time. I mean, we as an audience didn't necessarily see who he was connecting with, but I have no doubt in my mind that he did connect with somebody. Yeah. So someone is aware. So. Did you have a problem with, like, uh, Mandalorian not being able to enter the portal? or? or No, I didn't have a problem with that. No. You you, You were thinking about the look of it. I think the look was fine. I mean, I didn't yeah, look really, was fine. Yeah, yeah, we're getting to aesthetics now, but yeah, no, I thought it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was, you know, I, I guess I expected him to have the whole namaste type, you know, the finger holding and... Yeah, <laughs> that was a cool touch, man. Yeah. You know, mean... One of the things I do appreciate about, um, that, you know, there was some moments where, you know, when you have, you know, obviously Grogu moving, but it, I, I was just re- re- really rethinking about it it's 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 incredible i think to lucas film to maintain the physical puppetry of 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 uh, grogu i i it's it, you know in that opening sequence when they're having that conversation and din jaren's like grogu you know like you know i got a sense that their relationship is deepening and he's he's having a, a lot more of a closer attachment he's having fun with it he's feeling a lot more comfortable um just yeah. those little you know minute you know you know expressions you know there's, there's something very real about about that so it's something i appreciate about yeah and you see you know when when uh mando goes oh you got it kid and then grogu thinks he's mad at him oh yeah uh was it den ferrick yeah like some sort of curse word in the star wars universe (laughs) (laughs) is that was that really what he said because i didn't catch that i thought it was just said good job or something no he said den ferrick okay yeah wow yeah nice um so Boba Fett gets his armor back, and then... Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that, man? When we see, you know, Boba Fett, it, you know, as we've 
been seeing him before, you know, fully armored. What was that like for you? It was a little awkward. It was kind of, he's a little bigger for the suit now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that, that is something that, especially when he's uh, just wearing just kind of like the chest armor plating and he's, you know, not have his helmet on, it did look a little bit kind of like, oh, okay, you know. Um, yeah. I, 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 that particular sequence where he's like, you know, kind of like, you know, he's been off the bike for a long time. Uh, it did feel like that, you know, the whole situation where like, you know, if you haven't ridden a bike in a while, you get back on, it's a little awkward, but man, it just starts to feel right. So, yeah, so the stormtroopers. I felt excitement. The stormtroopers leave. And then that yeah, leads that was, to my, yeah. that he shoots uh, the two, one of the, he, he aims for one and hits the other one of the, those carriers. And he literally plants his like foot. And so he bends it at the knee and then you have those two little missiles. That too, like, fly that out. too. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, the, no, that the, was cool, man. The knee um, rockets. I felt excited just for Bubba Fett. You know, I just felt excited for his character getting his armor back in that moment. It, it definitely felt like, you know, like that person who hasn't like, like I said, ridden a bike for a long time. Uh, That's true. You know, I agree getting back that. on their bike and just getting like, oh man, like getting back into the swing of things. Um, yeah, no, I, I actually, but, I actually, I actually like that. You know, I thought it was awkward looking on Timothy Oliphant too. I, I don't know, just something that was missing. Maybe it was like the undergarments or something to, of the suit. Mm. But it was just the armor, so it was kind of awkward for me to see that. Um, yeah. But when Boba Fett aims and fires at those. Uh, two getaway cars the stormtroopers mm -hmm. are in their transports and he hits one of them uh mando goes good shot and then my favorite line of the episode is i was aiming for the other one <laughs> yeah. i like I, I just like that moment it was great yeah that's the kind of humor i like in star wars it, it, which which to me it just kind of adds that sense of like you know boba fett's having fun with himself you know um you know, we, we really don't know a lot about Boba Fett other than what we've seen um, in, in the OG trilogy. Um, so one of the things that, you know, I think that was problematic for, uh, for, for some folk uh, was, you know, like, you know, this desire to see Boba Fett as like, you know, this kind of like badass. Um, I'm okay with uh, his, his current arc. I mean, he, he seems like he's, his character, the scum and villainy of him is kind of being somewhat redeemed. What are your thoughts on that uh, that particular arc of him? Okay, so I, he mentions. Let me see. I have, I have notes here. He mentions going to, uh, you know, when he uh, he's chasing after. So basically, the Razor Crest is demolished, and then he he gets in his ship. Mm -hmm. He chases after him. Goes to, goes to see like a, a soft follow or whatever he says, and he's like, "They're back. The Empire's back." this is not a spice dream. So it makes me think he might've been like high on spice during Return of the Jedi, kind of in a daze when he's working for the Empire. Like they were, they were feeding him sort of the spice drug. So he's kind of like dazed. Mm. So he's coming out of I don't remember that. that particular uh, uh, line. Uh, this is not a spice dream? Yeah. Okay. And then, or it could be part of the, the, uh, the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I, I'm thinking, I'm leaning maybe more a, towards maybe, uh, this. Maybe they're, they're kind of alluding to uh, uh, his uh, past. Maybe he was, he struggled with addiction. I don't know, with spice, with certain yeah. spices. Yeah. That was my hint, maybe. That's why he was a little weaker in Jedi, or he's kind of in a daze by the Empire. Maybe mm. Vader had a control of his head. I don't, you know, it could be all the above. Absolutely, man. Um, that yeah. just came, that, that's kind of like, oh, maybe that's something. What are your thoughts on the whole uh, aspect? Because 
one of the things that I was kind of problematic with was like, and I talked about this with my brother too, uh, was the fact that, you know, initially when we see the confrontation between Jim Darren and uh, Boba Fett, Boba Fett says, I, I answer to nobody. Um, so like, I, I thought, you know, like, I'm okay with the team up that we're going to get uh, from what I understand at the very end, the, the, the deadedness to him. Um, but I was just kind of like, okay, you just said you're, um, you're, 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 you're a man of your own, you know, you stand on your own. And, but I guess that may, that would be okay because he can decide, Hey, I'm going to, you know, be indebted to you. But I just thought that was, I thought that was a little bit kind of, well, uh, I think it goes back to the empire's back. So maybe he's like, Oh, I need to screw the empire over. Maybe he's got sure, a little. Sure, so he's got a vendetta against yeah, the Empire. Yeah. I actually like that. that, that that's a, that's yeah. a really good point. What, what made it a little bit more easier for me was, like, uh, in terms of the composition of that particular sequence, when uh, yes, the Razor Crest is demolished, it's pretty much incinerated at this point in time. Um, when, uh, when Boba Fett's watching uh, Din Djarin, you know, you know, go through the, the, the remnants, you know, he picks up, you know, the, the metal, you know, knob that, you know, mm -hmm. Grogu was playing with. So there's that sentimental connection there. And then the Beskar spear, I, you know, I just thought to myself, and again, I'm just uh, projecting my assumptions into Bubba Fett. I, I thought there was a sense of like, okay, I, I can understand what it, what it was like to lose everything. Because, you know, that, 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 that again is brought back into the actual dialogue where Bubba Fett's like, you know, I have this encoded and here's the lineage, you know, here's my father, here's me you know, kind of situation. So I thought to myself, that kind of gave more humanity to Boba Fett. Um, overall, I was very, I, I was very pleased with the, the humanization of Boba Fett, because that's something we completely didn't get in the OG trilogy. So um, I, I'm very much open to how his character evolves, because I just felt like, yes, we got this stark, you know, like scum villainy, you know, portrayed. But, you know, who knows? Do you think Bubba Fett is maybe going to turn on Jin Darren or Din Jaren? It's possible after the deal is done. After or, the deal is done, it's like, hey, deal's done, you know? It's possible. Um, he could also uh, possibly sacrifice himself, too. I don't know. Not quite sure where he goes after the mission. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so the mission is being that, um, you know, at, at some point in time, towards the end of the episode, uh, you know, Grogu has finally finished uh, his connecting with the Force. He's he's exhausted. Uh, we get the introduction of the Dark Troopers formally. Thoughts on that? Thoughts on the Dark Troopers? I thought they were cool. I like I liked how these they they flew in there. It very it felt very. I don't. It felt like something else other other than Star Wars. <laughs> you know, so it reminded me, and I'm not a big fan. I love the Terminator series. I love Terminator One, the Terminator, and I love Terminator Two: Judgment Day. It kind of it kind of put left a bad taste in my mouth. I was like, ah, it, it looks too much like Terminator: Dark Fate. I don't know. Not a movie. A fan of that movie. Um, like the movement? You know, it yeah, it definitely didn't feel Star Wars for me. And I, I didn't like that. But I mean, I do like the concept of Dark Troopers. Um, I was just curious as to thinking, like, why didn't uh, Moff Gideon on his Starship Cruiser, or, you know, his cruiser, just immediately send that, them down as opposed to, you know, the Stormtroopers? Uh, good question. No. <laughs> I don't know. He seems well, like the kind the of guy. Troopers. I got the hint that maybe he's kind of the guy that likes to mess with people first. Sure, it's kind of like, hey, we're going to, you know, the stormtroopers are uh, disposable, expendable. And so uh, just kind of get them out, you know. But uh, 
we see the dark troopers. Um, we have a set of four dark troopers, you know, fly from this cruiser down uh, to the, uh, the, the kind of the, the, the circular area where Grogu is, and they, they apprehend him. And, and it also felt a little Iron Man to me, the way they landed with his feet. Yes, definitely it felt a little Marvel. Kind of like, you know, yeah. felt like that. Which I think that's, you know, John Favreau being Iron Man, you know, he directed, you know, that's, he brought Iron true. Man to life on the screens. It's, it's, so it's very possible that it was influenced by Iron Man. Yeah. I didn't make but, that connection, but now that you bring that up, um, yeah, John Favreau, yeah. The movement kind of was like Terminator, though. The, definitely, the, definitely yeah. very like very robotic, kind of stiff, yeah. kind of like just like you know, uh, y act y x axis movements. Definitely. Now, I, I one thing: why did Boba Fett uh, defer to what's your name? Uh, Fennec. Fennec, yeah, because he was like he he's like I have a target. Or did he just want to make sure with Mando that it was okay to shoot him down? Or well, I just recall, uh, you know, Mando. Uh, I think if, I, if I'm not mistaken, they've already uh, established. No, no, it wasn't at that. Did they? He's in Slave One. Had... He's in Slave One, and the the four dark troopers are flying yeah. with Grogu. Well, I mean, you know, D, you know, Din Jaren is like, hey, we we cannot we cannot afford to to potentially you know harm the child, and so you know he communicates that to you know Fennec, and then Fennec com- communicates that to, to Boba, and then Boba's like, yeah, I'm gonna do that soft close, you know, follow up and see who this is, and that's when he you know has that dialogue and. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I didn't have a problem with that. You know, the only problem I did have is uh, during that confrontation between uh, Din and Boba Fett, um, when it, when he when he rests his 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 own jetpack down, I'm like, throughout that whole you know the next twenty minutes, why didn't you know, ah, why didn't Din just grab his jetpack on? You know, mm-hmm. I was like, what happened? Like, well, why didn't she like fully equip that on and? But then I thought to myself, okay, well, they just, I don't know. They needed to have a, a, a way to prevent, you know, him from yeah. being able to go they up. needed to have a way himself, to keep Mando like, grounded. Yeah, and I was like, I just, I have to suspend my disbelief at this point in time. So that was one of the qualms I had with, um, yeah, I just was like, that's a huge kind of hole. I was like, why would he not do that? Anyway. Yeah, and that's something I picked up on a rewatch. And I was like, okay, my rating's going down a little bit with those small details. But, you know, it's mm-hmm. still a solid episode. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then we get to... Uh, yeah, he says, ch- he gives him the chain code. Like, hey, this is, this is my father, Django, and all that. He fought in the Mandalorian Civil Wars. Uh, foundlings. I don't remember what those were. So um, in episode or in season one, uh, we get a little bit of the backstory of uh, Din Djarin, right? He's uh, right. he's he's basically rescued uh, by this clan of Mandalorians, and so um, they basically take, if I'm not mistaken, um, they decide to take him into the fold, and so he's a foundling. He was discovered, and he's brought into the fold. So. Oh. Okay. So my thoughts are that, um, and I think this is what was conveyed in that story, was that Django was also a foundling, and he was recruited and assimilated into the culture of Mandalorian, or, you know, of Mandalore, and uh, also fought in, I guess, the Mandalorian Civil Wars. So those must have not been too far back in the past. Yeah, and that's relatable to Din, the history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. I must so that, 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 that kind of here's like a, a sense of you know report you know that it it it, it, it enhances their rapport and it gives them a sense of mutual understanding. So, yeah. 
I, I thought that was done fairly well, especially when he's, you know, again, going through the, you know, the, the aftermath of the Razor Crest destruction, and, you know, Bubba Fett's watching all this happening. I just thought to myself, again, I'm projecting, but there's a sense of like, I understand what it's like to lose everything, you know, something so precious and meaningful. I mean, his armor was, you know, we find out was just so, I, I, I didn't have a problem at all with him wanting that armor so bad. I mean, you saw Boba Fett goes right for his ship, too. He's like, I'm not letting that happen to my Slave One ship. Yeah, you know? I'm not letting this shit get away. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so he does have priority. Not this time. Yeah. Now, one of the things I did kind of think to myself is like, okay, when he when, when there's that line where he's like, I've been following you this whole time. I was like, hmm, I got to suspend some, some disbelief here, too. I'm just curious to think to myself, okay, well, like, you know, what how that looked like but you know that's not too important but i was just like eh, i don't know about that yeah so then they uh they take the slave one and they go to see cara dune mm-hmm. um and they look for bill burr's character uh Mayf- yeah what are your thoughts on that Mayfield? man are, are you are you excited are you looking forward to seeing uh mayfield uh ex- i guess an ex-imperial sharpshooter yeah, I think it's kind of like a dirty dozen feel. You it definitely know, does feel that way. They're all going to yeah. be, it's kind of like, you know, getting the Clinton, the, the group back together. And Ragtag group. You know, going after the, after, uh, the Empire mm-hmm. for the final two episodes. Yeah, I'm cool with it. I, I think it's still weird to see Bill Burr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually enjoyed his character in uh, the episode that we got uh, last season with the uh, prison break. Um, I was not expecting him to return at all. Um, It's the same director. I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm curious to see how we we, we do the prison break because I think he's on some sort of, um, you know, highly, you know, um, supervised area. So my thoughts are, is like, I kind of like the idea of cutting to the chase. I hope that next episode, uh, we don't spend so much time, uh, you know, you know, trying to break this guy out. I, I kind of hope it's just like a, you know, uh, an opener where it's like two minutes, he's broken out, we get right to where we need to go. I think the last two are going to be hour, an hour long. Yeah. Or, you know, longer than 45 so. minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think, let's see, I was, I had a thought, I can't think of it now, but. No, oh, yeah, yeah, the same director that did the, uh, the first prison break episode is, is back for this next up ep- for episode seven of season okay, two. Okay. So, uh, the gentleman, he's the guy who directed, I think the movie dope. Uh, Rick. yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, it I with, can't, I'm not going to, it starts with an F. Yeah. Yeah. But he's back for the next episode to direct. I thought I did a great job with that one. So yeah, I did too. So I, I think this makes perfect sense. It's going to be like an ensemble. Yeah. You're going to have your ragtag, ragtag dynamics, you know, something a la Suicide Squad, um, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. I, 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 I'm okay with that. that. It feels a little Marvel, you know. But we're gonna, I think we're going to get those, uh, the blue Mandos too. Uh, what, um, I forgot her name too. She's from the anime oh, series. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. she's going to show up too. Okay. Yeah, I can see that happening, man. And grief, Paul Creed. So. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, I I I, I, li- I like his character, Grief Cargo. Yeah, I do too. And it's gonna be interesting to see where Moff Gideon is flying to. 
do you think we're going to get, uh, so if you have all these uh, different, uh, you know, entities, you know, Mando, Carrot Cardoon, uh, Grief, uh, Mayfield, um, Bo-Katan, and, you know, probably her, you know, her two uh, sidekicks, do you think Moff Gideon is going to be alone? Or do you think there's, you think he is going to be accompanied by another, you know, person, villain? Yeah, so let's back up a little bit. So he walks in, and where Grogu is, Grogu's just playing with stormtroopers like Vader, like you know, choking them around, throwing them around. And Moff's not even phased by it. So I feel like Moff, I don't know. I can't tell if Moff has the Force abilities or not. Can you? I can't tell either. Uh, dissecting that particular sequence, I really enjoyed that sequence. I did too. Uh, so my thoughts are is, you know, Grogu is, is scared. He's, he's, he's scared. I mean, he's, he's a young child. Um, he's, he's, he's becoming more confident in his abilities to, you know, use the force to tap into that. Uh, he's scared. And I think um, Moff Gideon is playing into that fear um, and, and, and wanting to encourage Grogu to tap into that fear. Yeah. I have a wild theory about where, Moff Gideon is headed with the whole uh, Dr. Pershing. Is that right? Pershing? I think, yeah, Dr. Pershing. Yeah, Pershing. we're going to send an encrypted message once we get out. Yeah, we have the donor space. type thing. I, I think I think this is leading towards maybe not directly, but I think this is like the technology that brought Snoke alive. Yeah, so we're going to get into pickled jar Snokes. I think I think this leading towards that eventually. And oh, I mean, dude, you know, Rise of Skywalker. When the camera is panning and we see this jar of Snokes, I was just like, oh, pickled Snokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, well, when for, when I watched it a second time, the title, the tragedy, I thought, and I and I did see an article after the fact that I was like, okay, so I'm not the only one. The tragedy of Darth Plagueis. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. So the the idea of being able to, you know, rise above death. And so I think we're we're leading into that too. Now, if it's regarding simply Snoke, um I don't know if I really want to see that. Like ah, uh, yeah, I don't I, know if I, I really feel like see that. this is like the beginnings of Palpatine's technology to do to make Snoke. Absolutely. I think, I think this is definitely tying into that, but I, I, I want to, I, I think to myself, this is something that I'd like to see is Moff Gideon is, 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 is going to go rogue. He wants to be his own thing, you know, and, and pretend. And so I think, you know, he's kind of like going along with things, but he's wanting to do things on his own terms too. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I know that he's, they finally have the donor, you know, Dr. Pershing at one point in time in the last episode we saw in a, in a hologram said, I will not fail you this time. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I mean, I think we're going to eventually get there. That's the technology that's going to solidify how yeah. Snoke, you know, or Palpatine is able to, you know, imbue himself in Snoke. But, uh, but yeah, man, uh, what are your thoughts on that whole sequence with uh, after, you know, you know, Grogu is exhausted. What are your thoughts on that piece of dialogue, that interaction, and that just that insight into Moff Gideon? Oh yeah, he was basically taunting him. Mm -hmm. like, have you seen one of these and the black saber? And uh, you're not a little quite bit comical. You could tell he was like really getting into that kind of like villain. He's having so much fun though. I mean, the whole yeah. like the, the, the cape twirl before that. Where... <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, you might might put an eye out with us. You're not ready for such things. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, it, it it does remind me a little bit of Gus from Breaking Bad, but a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But, yeah, um, you can definitely tell Giancarlo Esposito is relishing uh, the villainy of uh, Moff Gideon. Do Do you so. think Moff Gideon survives the season? Mm, so if he doesn't survive. Um, my thoughts are they have to introduce uh, uh, an, an equally uh, opposing, you know, force. And I don't know if they're going to go straight to Palpatine because if we recall Rise of Skywalker, a lot of the First Order was like unaware of Palpatine, you know? Right. So I doubt we're going to get anything like that. Uh, honestly, I think you could bring in uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. That's I think from, that I'm thinking a period of, of, of decades because if I'm not mistaken, The Force Awakens takes place maybe – was it 30 years after the events of Return of the Jedi? And if this series takes place five or six years after Return of the Jedi, I can see there being like, um, you know, decade reign where maybe Grand Admiral Thrawn is like the, uh, the, the leader of this particular order. And then the first word comes, I don't know. There's a lot of speculation, but yeah. I think that if Moff Gideon doesn't survive this uh, season, they're going to bring in something even oh, greater. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah um well then there's snoke too but uh but yeah no i think he's gonna be i think he's gonna be okay no i think, I think uh, Snoke. i don't think snoke will show up in this series i i mean i just feel like it's sort of the technology that brings that origin mm -hmm. um but i but i to answer your question i think i'm off Gideon's not gonna die i don't think he's gonna die this uh season. i don't you either think he's gonna die? no i think we're still gonna get that cliffhanger yeah i think so too yeah yeah Let's see. Yeah, I mean, that's really all I have about the episode. I think it was a solid episode. Great pacing. Well-directed. I'm excited for next week. It was definitely different than I expected. Oh, absolutely different. I, I thought we were going to get something that was going to be a lot more uh, of, a, of, a, of a slow burn pace mm -hmm. to Tython. Me too. Uh, we didn't get that, man. I mean, we got to Tython literally within like, yeah, probably a few minutes. And then it just went straight there. Um, you know, I bet Favreau went to Robert Rodriguez and was like, you know what? You want to do the episode where Boba Fett returns? <laughs> you know? He's like, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, in terms of uh, Robert Rodriguez's style of directing, uh, I did have some qualms. I thought some of the, uh, the camera, uh, some of the, the gratuitous camera stuff was a, a little bit too much for me, but it didn't detract me from enjoying the actual narrative. I, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I was definitely not expecting Boba Fett to return the way he did. Um, I am, I am, I am uh, satisfied, and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see the humanization of Boba Fett. Um, I do like redemption stories. I like a good redemption story. So I'm curious to see if that sticks. Um, you know, if he decides to maintain that trajectory, or if he goes back on it. You know, yeah, if you I, go back and watch time. it again, if you go back and watch it again, try to listen for that rice stream dialogue. I think that's what he says when he's in the slave okay. one at the end. Okay, yeah, no, I'll definitely watch that. That's that you know, this is a this is a short enough episode that we got that's totally rewatchable. And and I thought to myself, because I was a little bit like, okay, I don't know about this, you know. Um I I, I probably re would rewatch this episode than like the passenger, you know. Uh, you know that whole kind of like sequence. I'd I'd rather watch something like this. You know. Yeah, I would say this is the third best episode of season two so far for me. Yeah, I would put, my know, top the three are uh, the first episode, uh, the Marshall. Uh, the other one would be for me the Jedi and this one. Yeah, I would say the Jedi 
would be one for me, then Marshall, and then the tragedy. Awesome, dude. So, Sweet, so what do you, so what do you think? Uh, what do you think? The, what, do we, what do you think we're gonna get in the next episode? Ooh. Well, we're gonna, we're, the, gonna... we're gonna get the breakout of uh, Bill Burr. I hope that's fast, and then we get to yeah. Yeah, I hope that's not the whole episode. Yeah, I don't want that to be the whole episode. Yeah. Um, I think we're gonna get a nice. Uh, how do you track where Moff is though? I'm I'm trying to figure out how did how would they track that. It's a very good question. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Well, well, supposedly the whole the whole purpose of getting uh, Mayfield out is probably because he also is, is has some way of you know uh, getting that intelligence. So yeah, my true. thoughts are for next episode. Uh, and again, I'm hoping that we don't spend so much time focused on you know the breaking out of uh, Mayfield. Uh, I think we get the assembly of the team. You know, maybe we get you know Bo Katan joining forces. Uh, maybe we get uh, maybe Ahsoka. I mean, it's going to be a big matchup at, uh, at that point in time. But I, I hope we kind of spend more time getting that team together and then also spending more time with Moff Gideon and Grogu. I really hope we get like at least, yeah, somewhere about half the episode dedicated to more about what's going on. Because I'm now curious to be like, okay, what are we getting into? Moff, what is, what is up with you, man? I'm going to say a bold prediction. We're going to start the episode. A Jedi will show up on mm. Typhon and, and be late to the signal. Okay. And then okay. we'll go to the... And it'll say the name of the episode. What do you think the name of the episode is going to be, man? Um, something to do with an ensemble. Like, not the Expendables, but, you know... <laughs> For lack of better terms, something that just came to mind is the team up. I doubt it's going to yeah. be like a hyphenated word, but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. At this point in time, yeah, the crew or something like that. There you go. Yeah, no, absolutely, the reckoning. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, no, I'm still excited, man. My my excitement for Star Wars remains through and through. Um, I am having so much fun and so much. Uh, I, I'm pleasantly pleased with where Star Wars is right now. Um, you know, at, back in 2015, after watching The Force Awakens, I was I was just so enamored with like, man, this is so exciting. And so that has been completely recaptured for me. Yeah, um, me too. So I, I hope we don't necessarily get a, a, a greatest hits with The Mandalorian going forward necessarily. Uh, but I am enjoying it so far. Yeah, I've gone back and started watching Rebels. Like, you know, I think you suggested that to me. And I've... yeah. Cause I had watched like the cliff notes version or, but I had no context of the episodes. Yeah. So I went back and now I'm through like episode nine of season one. So awesome. I'm, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. So I think that's a lot of people are going to go back and watch rebels in between Mandalorian seasons and really catch up. Absolutely, man. On the canon. Yeah. All right, man. So it's yeah. Been, so it's been guys, a, what are your thoughts? What are your exactly. guys thoughts on episode uh, six? The, the tragedy uh, did you like it? Did you not like it? Um, you know, feel free to let us know what your thoughts are. And yeah. Yeah. Let us know. We've done all the talking. So now it's your turn to talk to us. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know, one of the things that uh, me and Daniel have been talking about is uh, we definitely want to encourage uh, community and engagement. Uh, I love talking about film, Star Wars, you know, as we are right now, but just film in general, it, it, uh, there's something about relationships and community. And I think a lot of the greatest stories out there, really hinge on relationships i mean hence the mandalorian the relationship yep. between din Jaren and grogu 
Yeah, we're not going to just be talking about Mandalorian. We'll, be, we'll continue on and talking about films. Um, I think we have a Christmas one coming up eventually. And yeah, and we definitely need to talk about Mank, man. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Oh, Mank, yes. it sometime Mank. this weekend. That's going to be either a long one or a short one. It's up to you. Like, I'm, will, <laughs> yeah. I'm willing to go deep dive, but it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a lot. Sounds good, man. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to talking with you guys, too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, where can they find you, Tyler? Uh, they can find me at my Twitter handle, at Tyler uh, underscore Pacholsky, and that's uh, P as in Peter, A-C-H-O-L-S-K-I. It's right uh, below sure you. That'll be in the, in the, in the uh, description below. But, yeah, definitely engage with me, guys. Yeah, me too. I'm at Poly Pictures, and uh, thanks for watching. All right, until next time. May the force be with you. May the force be with you.